celebrate, we worship a risen Savior. Amen. We thank the praise team for leading us into worship. Hallelujah. Give them a hand. Amen. God be praised. God, God be praised. He is exalted. Hallelujah. We hope that you are blessed. We hope that you are well in this season of the pandemic. We want you to be safe. We want you to take care of yourself. We are covering you in prayer. We want you to know we love you. We are praying for the global world. We are praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are praying for new mission, all of our sick, all, all of our members, but we're praying for one another as, as God is doing something, even in the midst of this storm. Hallelujah. We are excited about this message this morning. It's Resurrection Sunday, so it's time for me to preach. Amen. As you can see on the board, it's, the title is The Death and Resurrection of Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But in short, our victory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. If you know you got victory, say, my victory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our text this morning is coming out of Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, and it reads as such in our hearing, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, because he was God, but made himself of no reputation and take the form of a bondservant, becoming in the likeness of man, hallelujah, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself again and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God the Father also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. <laughs> that at the name of Jesus, hallelujah, every name shall bow, should bow and shall bow, those in heaven, those on the earth, and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, to the glory of God the Father, amen. amen. Would you bow with me, Father, even now as we stand, Lord, increase the anointing, give power, give clarity, Lord, let my lips and my tongue only speak the words that you want me to say. Lord, reach in this room. Reach across the land. Encourage today. Heal today. Lord, speak life. In the midst of this pandemic,
Lord, speak life. Even now, Lord, Lord, even now, allow the anointing to fall fresh on me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. One of the things that as I was writing this sermon that I was trying to find relevancy in Friday and Sunday. Friday where we celebrate the, his death on the cross and Sunday where we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, his, his, his power that got him up out of the grave. Amen? Amen. And, and in, in trying to relate what happened 2,000 years ago and, and how it affects us today, there are three points I would like to make. There are, there are at least three things I want to touch on. One is forgiveness and newness of life which comes out of, that springs out of his death and his resurrection. Amen. The other one is comfort in suffering and pain. The comfort of God that he gives in our present, in, in our present suffering and pain. Then lastly, power and victory in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul, when he writes this text in the book of Philippians, what he is literally doing is taking us back to a scene that happens eons ago, that happens before the beginning of time, where Christ is on his throne. He's God. He's in the form of God. Every time you see God on the throne in the Old Testament, that is Christ. That is the Son of God, because he is the manifestation of the Godhead. He has always been the manifestation of the Godhead, which means that in Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah see him high and lifted up on the throne, that was the pre-incarnated Christ. That was Christ before he came Christ on earth. That was the Son manifesting himself as God. So every time you see God in the Old Testament, it is literally the, the manifestation of Jesus, of the Son God in the Old Testament. That's him manifesting himself as God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the text moves us and let us know that because of our sins and because of his love for us, because he did not want to leave us in our state of being of damnation because there was nothing we could do to help ourselves he became one of us he is in scripture our kinsman redeemer which means that 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 in order to redeem us he had to become one of us hallelujah Watch the scripture, watch Philippians as he takes us through this progression of, of humility, this, this progression of him becoming lower. It says in our text, it says, it says, though he was in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal God, he made himself of no reputation. I mean, he emptied himself. He, he took off his glory.
glory. He took off his omnipresence. He, he, he took off, then he put on. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. He took off the outward glory, though he kept the inward glory of his character because he always remained God, but he covered it up in flesh. He covered it up and became one of us. That's why Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 9, it says, Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Look what it says. We saw him in Bethlehem as a child, but he was always God's son. Matter of fact, he was God's son before he became the child. Why? Because God is eternal, which means that the Godhead has always been. There always been God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But when he comes in Bethlehem, he becomes fully God and fully man. You want to know about the love of God? The love of God is that he did that for us. The love of God is that he didn't have to. Well, my brother and sister, I want you to know that he came to die. He came to pay the price that we should have paid. That's how awesome our God is. I, I know there's a whole lot of suffering right now. I, I, know, I know there's a whole lot of, that we don't understand why God is allowing this pandemic. Let, let me share with you that, that whenever I question the love of God, when, whenever when I'm going through something and, and my heart is broken and I question why God is allowing this to happen, I, I, I look at the cross and and I see Jesus. And, and when I see Jesus in his suffering, I, 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 I no longer question whether he loves me or not. Because when I see what he went through for us, I see the love of God at his ultimate level. That if he did that for us, oh, he loves us. Even when we don't understand what he's up to. Born in Bethlehem and... And 33 years later, because he, he said that he was the son of God, because they were jealous of him, what happened is that they crucified him on the cross. Isaiah chapter 52, beginning in verse 13, helps us to understand what happened to him when they beat him. Yeah. Hallelujah. It tells us in that verse, Isaiah 52, beginning in verse 13, it tells us that his visage and his body was so beaten, was so deformed, that he did not even look human. He didn't even look like he was a man. They beat him so bad that they said that his intestines and everything was hanging out. They said that his hair was swollen. They, they, they pulled out his beard. They beat him to the place that, that when you looked at him, you, you didn't even want to look at him. My, I was reading that one day, and I was asking, Lord, what is this? And this is what the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, Tracy, I made him look on the outside. I so disfigured him that he no longer looked human. I allowed him to take that type of beating because I wanted to show you what sin did to you on the inside. I originally made you in my image. 
But when, when Adam sinned, I could not find my image in you no more. Because sin disfigured you. So when I looked for you, I couldn't find myself in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To my brothers and sisters, I want you to know, God is not weighing your good or bad. God is looking for his seed in you. And when you are born again, when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God recreates, God reforms his image in you. And the only reason why he is able to do that is because Jesus drunk the cup. What cup are you talking about? I'm talking about the cup in Gethsemane, that cup where he didn't want to take it, the cup that is the wrath of God, that cup that that wrath of God that should have been poured out on us, he allowed to pour out on his son. Listen, God is holy. He can't help himself. God is just holy. God is love. God is good. But his holiness demands that he has to judge sin. Let me tell you about the love of God. He so loved us and forgave us that instead of judging us, he judged Jesus. So if you are in Jesus, guess what? God won't judge you. Hallelujah. I'm so glad today that those of us that's in Christ Jesus, that if you die tonight, you're going to find yourself on the other side. Hallelujah. Listen, you got forgiveness. Somebody need a shout right now. I'm forgiven and I'm covered by the blood because Jesus paid it all. Isaiah 53, verse 10 and 11, what it says is, it says that his soul travailed and God was satisfied. Listen, 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 listen. He said that in the last three hours when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What was happening is it was no longer the outward crowd. It was God the Father pouring out on him the separation between the Godhead because Jesus had to completely fulfill the Ten Commandments and take the judgment of our sins. When God showed me that, that blew me away. You mean that he paid for everything I have done in the past, I may do in the present, and everything I, I, I do in the future. Somebody would say, well, well, if that's so, let me go out and do what I want to do. No, 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 no. Then, then, then you don't understand his grace. Because when you know his grace, it makes you love him. When you love him, you want to live for him. And the more you live for him, the more you see him. And the more you see him, the more you love him. After a while, what you find out that you can't help yourself. You got to can't help it. So you find that, that he will constrain you, that your love will constrain you, that, that when you want to do wrong, that you say, no, 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 he's been too good to me. That, that, that when, you, when, you, when you want to do, do, when you want to cut somebody out, it make you shut your mouth. But it's the love of God, it's the love of Jesus that makes you do right when you want to do wrong. The question is how much we love him. He said, if you love me, obey my commandments. If you love me, do what I say. I'm so glad 
that this isn't religion, it's a love affair. God loving us and we loving him back. Is there anybody out there that loves him today? Do you know that he's been good to you? Do you feel the love of Jesus even in the midst of the storm? He loves you. Somebody need to say, he loves me. He loves me. Let me go to the next point. Comfort in suffering and pain. Oh, do we need this today? It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 where he speaks of this comfort that that, that God comforts us with. Listen, if Jesus did not get up under our pain and identify with our pain, he couldn't comfort us. Let me explain. If, if I haven't been where you are, I can't really feel what you need. But if I've been through what you're going through, I can walk you through what you're going through because I've been there. Can, can, I, can I talk to somebody right now? Jesus took on all our sorrow, all our pain, all our suffering. Whatever you're going through, he took it on his own shoulders. And the reason why he did that on Calvary is that so that he knew that you was coming in the future. And he knew that you needed not only a savior, you needed a comforter. Somebody needed to talk back to me. Hasn't he been there? Hasn't he walked you through all your ups and downs? Haven't he came to you in the midnight hour? Didn't he do it in your life? Listen, I know for myself, when I wanted to give up, God spoke to me. He loved on me. He met me where I was and lifted me to where I needed to be. He will do that. He loves you that much. If you go to him, if you cry to him, if you let him be your comfort, secondly in this comfort mode, if you have experienced the comfort of God, then you need to be willing to comfort others. Listen, God has not done in your life what he has done for you to keep it to yourself. Amen. You need to reach out and help somebody else. See, see, it's, it's nice for us to be in church shouting how good he is and all of that, but somebody needs to see the goodness of Jesus through you. They need to see you be Jesus' hands. You be Jesus' mouth. You be the one that helps somebody else as we are going through this pandemic. Let, let Jesus rise up on the inside so that somebody who may not know him will say, I see Jesus in these folks who call themselves Christians. Listen, this should be our finest hours. And when it's the darkest, we are to shine the brightest. Listen, they need us. The world need us. They need to see an expectation and a hope. We shouldn't be like everybody else. Listen, take care of yourself, but shine. Hallelujah. Take care of yourself, but shine. I'm so glad that when more weight comes, more grace comes. I don't know how he does it, but the harder the trouble, 
the more goodness comes my way. I don't know how he does it, but he equals out grace with the trouble. That if you look to him, on the outside, folks are scratching their heads, wondering how you make it. And what it is, it's the grace and the goodness of Jesus that helps you make it through your storms. Hallelujah. Boy, do we need grace today. Listen, a text just came up in my mind. Listen to what it said. It said, it said the joy of the Lord is my strength. What that means is I need to let his joy just overflow. We need to encourage one another and, and encourage yourself that, that when, you, when you get down about what's going on, you need to look up and say, Lord, I know you're able. I know you're up to something. In fact, I believe a revival is going to happen after this pandemic. I believe that folks who never went to church before going to start going to church. I think folks are getting saved through this because they can't go to the doctor. They can't go nowhere else. So instead of looking around, they're looking up for the very first time. God is up to something. Listen, just don't look at the negative. You need to see some positive. God is moving in the midst of the storm. He's an expert of bringing beauty out of ashes. Oh, yes, he is. Final point. Final power and victory in Jesus. Our Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 2, beginning in verse 13, our, our Bible tells us in, in chapter 2, verse 13, that on the cross is where Jesus dealt with most of the things that was against us. Hallelujah. Let me read it. It says, And you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision in your faith, he has made alive together in him, that's in Jesus, having forgiven all our trespasses. Listen, has forgiven all our trespasses, past, present, and future. Having Wiped away. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he's saying? He said, what God did in the believer's life, the Ten Commandments, the requirements of it has been fulfilled in Jesus. So I said, so you are no longer checking the boxes. You know why? Because Jesus didn't check all the boxes for you. He did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Listen, listen what this says. It says, it says, which was contrary to our own nature. We couldn't walk in it. We couldn't. Listen, he has taken it away because he put it on himself. Listen, having nailed it to the cross. So, so guess what? Guess what? One translation said, he blotted it out. I said, well, how did he blot it out? And, and then the spirit said, by his blood. Everything that the law had against you, everything that would condemn you. God, God took the blood of Jesus and blotted it out. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Somebody don't hear me. Listen, what that does when I get a deeper understanding of this, it makes me love him more. It makes me want to serve him more. It makes me shout 
when I'm all by myself because I recognize I'm forgiven. I recognize that God took care of it. Hallelujah. Listen, God wants relationship with you and me. He don't want religion. He wants you to love him. And he cleared the way and made it free for you and I, to you and I, to run to him. Next verse, watch this, watch this. This is on the cross. This was Friday night. As a matter of fact, when he says it's finished on the cross, the Greek word means debt been paid. The Greek word means it's complete. The Greek word means it's been taken care of. See, many think that the cross was a failure. The cross, he lost. But I came to tell you, the cross, he won. Because the Bible said that when he breathed his last, the veil in the temple was split from top to bottom, which means now access to God the Father has been made because the price has been paid. What an awesome God. What awesome God. Listen, hold on. I got something more for you. So having this arm, principalities and powers, and he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. You know what they're saying? He defeated Satan at the cross. At the cross, he put Satan down. At the cross, Satan couldn't accuse you no more. Listen, our victory is in our testimony and in the blood. Hallelujah. Your victory. You can say, I have accepted Jesus. I know he died for my sins. I'm covered by the blood. And when you say that, Satan can't say nothing. Hallelujah. He shut the devil up on the cross. He paid it all on the cross. He who knew no sin became sin for you and I, and God judged him on the cross. Something to shout about. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says something. It says that there was only one more enemy to be taken care of, and that enemy was death. Sin causes death. I'm not just talking about physical death. I'm talking about spiritual death where we are separated from the mercy and the goodness of God. That's really what hell is. That's really what hell is about. Listen, God is omnipresent, which means he's everywhere. But, but mercy is not in hell. Listen, listen, his goodness is not in hell. That's why Jesus went through hell on the cross. That's why he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because God withdrew his mercy and his goodness so that he won't withdraw his goodness and mercy from you and I. Hallelujah. Let me find this text that we will look at it. And this is what it says. Then I'm through. Amen. It says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse uh, 25, he must reign till he put all enemies under his feet. Talking about Christ. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. 
Hallelujah. Do you really know what the resurrection was all about? Do you really know what that Sunday morning when he got up was all about? See, what it is that death couldn't take him, he gave his life. That's why he said, Father, I commit my spirit to you. And the Bible said he breathed his last on the cross. He was in the grave all night Friday. He was in the grave all day Saturday. Listen, 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 listen. But early, early Sunday morning, listen, he allowed death to swallow him. But on Sunday, he swallowed death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, he got up with all power in his hands. He got up. He was immortal when he got up. He got up not to die again. He had a glorified body. He had a, a body that could not die. A body that would not be hurt. A body that could fly. A body that could walk through things. He had an immortal glorified body. But wait a minute. I hear the scripture says that in that day when it comes, I got some pictures of some clouds. God speaks through, to me through pictures of the cosmos, of the clouds. It's a picture of a cloud of clouds, and behind the clouds was the sun. And what I saw was rays of the sun bursting through the clouds. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I mean, it was just rays bursting through, and all of a sudden, this hit me. Said, when it comes one day to get the church up out of here. He's going he's gonna to burst through the clouds. The glory of his excellence, the brightness of his glory is going to beam through the clouds. The clouds are going to open up, and we're going to see the rays of his glory. Hold on now. He's not coming to touch earth. He's coming to call his children up to him. My Bible tells me that every molecule of everybody that's in the grave is going to gather together. Those molecules is going to go up in the air because when he comes, he's not coming by himself. He's coming with the spirits and souls of the saints that went on to heaven. And they're going to hover in the sky. And in their hover, they're going to wait till their old body, their decayed body, the molecule and the dust of that human body comes up and meet it and a fusion is going to take place. This corrupt body got to put on immortality. This human body got to put on glorification. That's the day that death is going to be swallowed up for all of us. Hallelujah. In Jesus, we have victory. In Jesus, we will be set free. In Jesus, we will live forever. In Jesus, the power, the power that is ours in Christ Jesus. That's why Philippians says that in that day, 
when we see him in that day when everyone is in glory. Listen, us that are in him are going to be in glory. We're going to stay there. But the folks who haven't accepted him, you're going to see him. Then you got to depart. It says every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Somebody asked me why. Because of the price he paid for you. Scripture says, he says, whosoever will, let him come. He got up proving that he is who he says he is. Proving that he died for our sins. He got up with all power in his hands. And the same power that raised up Jesus is the same power that the Godhead extends towards you to comfort you, to heal you, to save you. That you may experience the love of God that is greater than any love. Oh, he loves you. Listen, he did it all for you. He paid it all for you. Don't reject what he did for you. I know life is hard. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But he will meet you in your trouble. He will be your best friend. He will comfort you. He will watch after you. He will strengthen you. Listen, I know for myself, because I never would have made it if it had not been for the Lord on my side. I would have gave up a long time ago, but he holds me, and he will hold you. Today, I invite you to accept Jesus. I invite you that maybe you know him, but you're out of alignment. Listen, come back to him. He will love on you. He will, he will put his arms around you. Oh, he is that good. He loves you that much. Today, have a resurrection Sunday by falling in love with him, by allowing him to come into your heart. You just have to say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again. Lord, today, Lord, today, I believe you. Come into my life. I give you my life. And if you do that, he will come in. He will meet you where you're at and take you where he wants you to be. I know for myself. I, I know, I know, I know what he's done for me. He would do the same for you today. Today. He loves you.